Welcome to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show. It's your host, Jose Aristimuño. Like always, bringing you the top uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs of this world. And today I have the great uh, pleasure to introduce to you all the author of Effortless, 18 F-Words to Reframe and Repurpose Your Life. The one and only Sean Rawls. Sean, what's up, brother? I'm up. You're up. That's what's up, man. You're always up. Always, man. I got to keep the energy, brother. That's look. Every day I wake up, man, and I say, thank you, God, for giving me another chance, man, to make an impact, to do great things. You know how this stuff works, man. Thank you for coming on the VIP show. Before we get started and we get into the book, uh, who who is Sean Rawls, man? Tell me, tell me in a couple of words. Who is Sean? You know, Sean's just a guy. You know, he's just a guy from Atlanta. He uh, grew up here, went to school at Georgia Tech, started uh, in the real estate business right out of school. And uh, I loved it. I freaking loved real estate. Ended up opening the first Keller Williams office in the state of Georgia and grew our little office to, we started out with 21 people in 1999 and grew it to over 2,000 people. Wow. Um, doing, doing now mm, about $5 billion worth of sales a year. So um, just I'm just a guy who, who got in the right place and surrounded himself with some good people and just took advantage of every opportunity I could and uh, ended up building a pretty good business. Amazing, but that's amazing. And, and folks, you know, the people that are listening to the show, uh, you might not be looking at Sean right now, officially, but he's just hanging out, man, with a nice little hoodie, you know, like just simple guy. And you would never think that behind the simple guy, you know, general, you know, there, there's a whole freaking empire uh, when it comes to real estate. And but that's amazing, brother. That's, that's look, you deserve that. You earn that. And I think, you know, my first question goes like this. How do you make the transition from being in the real estate world to now being a book author? Uh, nevertheless, talking about an, an important topic, reframing, repurposing your life. Yeah, that's a good question. It's um, I, I, I we had built our company to be the, the number one company in Atlanta. And um, I went through a divorce and got remarried. And in the process of all of that shakeup, um, I just I thought it was time to step away from my role as a leader in my company and turn it over. And um, it just it, it just everything felt like the right time. I was building a new family, merging children, doing all kinds of uh, stuff like that. And 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 business was just I felt like I'd I'd done enough damage in the business world and just wanted to kind of see what the world would would bring to me if I just kind of took my foot off the gas a little bit and, and just kind of opened myself to up to possibilities. So it was kind of an interesting transition. I mean, most people said, you're going to hate it. You're going to feel, you're going to be bored. You're going to be looking for something else to do right away. And I got to tell you, when you're, when you're getting remarried and you're doing all that stuff, there's so many other things that you can focus on. And you realize that life is so much more bountiful in other areas. And when we, when, when we're burning the midnight oil and try to climb the ladder and crush all of our business goals, you know, you, you it's, hard, it's it's pretty easy to kind of forget some of the things that really got you there in the first place yeah. and things yeah. that really are most important in your life at the end of the day. And um, I was fortunate enough to get a real clear picture of that pretty quickly. And 
I got to tell you, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, I never, you know, real estate, something you don't ever have to leave. Like I got to watch everything. I still consult with people who call me with a problem or need advice. And so it's never really off my plate. So it's, I was always close enough to kind of jump in if I wanted when, to. When did this transition happen? What's that? When did this transition happen? When did you sort um, of? I stepped away at the end of 2014. So it's been almost seven years now. Oh. Um, and I just kind of, there's a chapter in my book called Float, which is the power of doing nothing. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's, a, it's a really important chapter because I think we're all so busy. Um, you know, technology makes us more efficient, but it also, it doesn't allow us to do more work in less time so that we can go play more. It allows us to do more work in a day's time so we can double our productivity. Ooh, ooh, um, that's right. That's really, right. We don't really take take the benefits of, of all the efficiencies that we've learned how to deal with and, and, and focus on building a life that really matters outside of work. So um, it's kind of it was it was it was an awesome experience for me. And in the process, I just thought there's so many things that I've learned in building a business and so many th- things I've learned in coaching and consulting some of the top real estate professionals and leaders around the country for years. Mm-hmm. But um, it would be a shame for it all to go to waste. So I kind of really thought about where I could make a difference and I, and, and effortless came out of that because I, I really thought about, you know, most people end up making big changes in their life by saying effort. You know, they, yeah, they give yeah, up or they true. give up or they they give up or they give in to something somebody else goes on or the old Popeye slogan, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of <clears throat> that's kind of how life gets lived by most people. And if you just kind of end up sleepwalking through all these changes, you kind of wake up one day and go, how did I get here? And, and and you got there because you really didn't put a flag in the ground and decide what you really wanted. And you didn't architect the life that you really wanted. And But it's never too late and you can do something about it. So I wrote Effortless to kind of come up with some ways to, to, to make you think differently or approach things differently or uh, exercises to help you figure some things out or simplify some complicated things in your life. And I think it's, uh, I'm really proud of it. I said, if nobody ever reads my book, but my children, it will have been worth the time and investment because it's everything I want somebody to know about well, how to live a great life. Well, look, I think, you know, I think everybody should, should read the book. It's an amazing book. And, and look, I think it's, he, he, there's a real interesting play with, of words because like you said, people say effort, uh, then of an, and, 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 you know, look, I, I can curse on the, on the show, but hundred percent, everybody said, fuck it. And, and, and when you usually the word fuck has negative connotations, either sexual connotations or negative connotations, but never, right. never right. positive connotations. And and for you to be able to bring Sean 18 of them, brother, that is that is a, a heck of a job. Can you share with me, Sean? You know, I, I think if we go through each and every one of them, we'll, we'll be here, you know, a couple of days. But It'd can you share while. with me? <laughs> can you show me maybe two or three that? You know, that if you said, Jose, you know, look, I only got two minutes, three minutes. I want to share with you three of them. This is going to change your life. Which ones would they be? So, um, well, gosh, there's a lot of them. I'm fine thinking find a fantastic, flexible forking would be a big one. Forking is, is an interesting term. Okay. So forking is um, in the book I go through and I, I show I went back to the first adult decision that I made as a kid. And that that, that decision was where am I going to go to college? Right. And I drew it out on a piece of paper and I said, okay, I could have gone to Arizona State, UNC, or Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. And I picked Georgia Tech. And then I went, I could have gotten into, um, I could have gotten into or gone into the real world with a real job 
And I chose real estate because I'd gotten exposed to it while I was in college. Mm-hmm. And then I chose something else. So forking for me is directional changes that occurred in your life. Mm-hmm. And those, those changes occurred because you either chose them or sometimes they're chosen for you. Sometimes somebody dies. Sometimes you're fired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go bankrupt. Um, sometimes you lose, you know, you lose your job or whatever it is, but there's, there's, or you get divorced, right. And you didn't want that, or you did want that, but either way, everything, every time one of those things happen, there's a fork in your life. Right. And you kind of look back and a lot of people are in a place in their life where they go, how did I get here? And if you go back and you trace that forking of, of, of your whole life's forking of that happened and this happened, and then this happened in 1999, that happened. And I chose this and I was worried about that. When you connect all those dots, it's fascinating because you look back and go, God, I fought against that so hard. Mm-hmm. And I hated the fact that that happened in my life. And I was so mad about it. But if I look at it now, if that hadn't happened, I would have never met Jose. I would have mm-hmm. never been here. I would have never had the guts to do that or open that or try that or be that. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you go, God, these things that happened to me or I made happen, the collectivity of it all ends up where you are. And you realize Everything has a purpose. I mean, some people look at it and go, what if nothing good came of it? And I go, well, then you probably learn that you're a bad decision maker. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and maybe and maybe that's a good thing for you to look at. And you look at it and you say, well, why did I make those decisions? And in most cases, most people are making decisions out of scarcity mindsets or they're fearful and they end up just not living the life they want to live because they're too damn scared to do it. And maybe that's your wake up call when you do this exercise. But for me, forking is a pretty cool one because it just not we, we all kind of talk about the past of our lives, but we don't ever really connect the dots in a picture form on paper. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I drew mine out in the book so that somebody could see how to do it in the, on their own. And it shows the things I didn't choose as well as the things I did. Mm-hmm. And it's just and then I highlighted the route from the very beginning all the way to where I was. And I got to tell you, it was when I did it, I thought this is pretty freaking cool because we truly fork our way through life, right? We we fork yep. our way through the day. We get up and we go, hey, everything, I, what I choose to eat, what I choose to do with my time, everything is a choice that I make. And I'm either choosing to be the best version of myself or something less at all times. Yeah, yeah. And so you can look at it in a pretty cool way. Very cool, <laughs> an amazing fork, an amazing concept. And I think everybody that's listening to the show today Go do your own plan. Go do your forking. Go do that reverse engineering that, that right. Sean is talking about. Every Because life, uh, life is really made of daily decisions. Everything. You know, today, every day as human beings, we're making some of them subconsciously. We, we don't even, you know, if, if I find out or, you know, just come to terms that we're making decisions. How did, how do you think uh, COVID-19 uh change the human experience, change us as Americans, as, as people. Um, obviously, there, there's a lot of people that, that, that passed away that my heart goes out to, the, to those folks and, and people. Sure. But what can, you know, did anything good come out of it? Can, can we take something out of this situation and, and make it good? Oh, my God. Yeah. Even, you know, even when COVID was going on, I was doing podcasts and in and, 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 and leadership forums. And, and, and I was saying, look, I've never experienced anything bad that didn't have a positive lining to it. There's never been anything that's gone on in the world that didn't have lessons to be learned or or perspectives to be gained. And and when you looked at um, when you looked at COVID, when it hit, everybody went from moving 100 miles an hour to about five. 
right? Mm -hmm. And you were you were on an autobahn one day, and the next day you were stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, going, "What's going on?" But when you really looked around, you really weren't in bumper to bumper traffic. You just were stopped, and you were still. And for the first time in your life, you got to spend more time with your your spouse, or yeah. more time with your kids, or more times in more time in your home. And if you didn't, if you went through that entire process. And you didn't, on some level, reevaluate what's really important to you or what mm-hmm. you realize you really miss or what you realize you really need more of in your life, then you really screwed up and you missed a huge opportunity to make your life better just because the world gave you a freaking reset. You know, it's like it's like I looked at COVID like halftime of a football game or a championship football game or a basketball game where you're in the locker room going, Okay, we're not playing right now. We get to think about what we did wrong and how we can improve it the second half. And we need to figure out what plays we need to keep playing and what plays we need to abandon and what new plays we need to do and who we need to double team and what we need to have. This was halftime for our life. I don't care how old you were. You're never going to get the opportunity that you and I will, will go to our grave and we will never see an opportunity like we saw for the last two years. 100%. To to really look at it. And granted, there was all kinds of shit going on and it was bad and people were dying and everybody was fearful and we were in masks everywhere and afraid to get out of the house. But truthfully, under all of it, it was kind of nice if you really embraced the the the, the opportunities that it yeah. gave. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a huge, it was, an, it was an important time of our lives to do some self-reflection. I mean... Sure. It was a clean slate. You could you could literally just like the world went on a pause. I mean, the world went on a pause. You could get, you know, you could gather your thoughts, see what like you like you said, do that forking exercise and come back when the world woke up again and go at it again, maybe with a better heart, with a better, you know, direction, sense of direction. So I agree with you 100 percent, man. I Well, if you look at before COVID, Jose. The only way to do that was we had to go on vacation. We had to take some freaking time off. <laughs> yeah. But the pro- but the problem with that is nobody else was. And if and you were kind of like going, I got to get back to the office. That's right. I, you know, I got to. My people are counting on me, or I don't want somebody to get ahead of me. Everybody if you open your email, everybody was emailing you already. I mean, it's it's everybody was in the same boat. So it, it wasn't like you were doing something. You, you didn't yourself. feel bad that you were at home relaxing no. with your kids. It was, it was, no. it was from that perspective. I agree with you. It was amazing. It was amazing from that perspective. Um, let me ask you, let me ask you, Sean, about manifestation. I think one of the things I'm a big believer in manifestation, uh, visualization, do you believe in it? What do you do? How do you practice? How do you design the life of your dreams. So I'm not one of the people that says you have to decide. You tell me what you're going to do in five years and where you want to be, Jose. Tell me when you, because I think when you answer that question, you're kind of full of shit, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, I I don't, mm -hmm. nobody really knows. And if you look at that forking, if you look at that forking exercise, it tells you nobody really knows. Yeah. Now, we can all hope, right? And we can say, I want to be this and I want to be that. But at the end of the day, you have to be really clear on what kind of life you want to live, where you want to be, what kind of money you want to be making, what's important to you. And you can define all that and realize that if you can just really get really clear about your picture of what you would want your life to look like, whether it's five years or one year or 10 years or 20 years, I don't think that matters. I think it's just 
What do I, where do I want to live? What do I want to be doing? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my work to be to, to look like? If you can think about all those things and just really be attached to the vision of that, I'm a big believer that the paths will show up to get you there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like I think, I think, I think believing in yourself and knowing that, look, I'm worthy of this. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. And I can be luckier than the next person. I just have to be open to it. But there's so many people out there that really, they, they walk around like victims and they're, they're, bl- they're, they're, they're mad about stuff. And, mm-hmm. and one of the chapters in this book um, that I think that, that I hear over and over again, that one of the most heart-wrenching chapters or the toughest chapters or people have to go back and read it again is the forgiveness chapter mm-hmm. because forgiveness chapter is about forgiving other people. But more importantly, it's about forgiving yourself mm-hmm. because we have to, we have to realize that, 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 that we make mistakes and mistakes are part of it. And if you want to keep playing, if you think about like, go back to sports and you think about professional athletes that are paid millions and millions of dollars, they make mistakes and they're paid million. You're paid ten million dollars a year. To they miss shots. I mean, the basketball. They miss a shot during every game. They they miss they a little one shot. They miss a shot, but they got to go back and make the next one and know they can make that. They don't cry over it, and you can't you you can't be mad at yourself for 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 being human because if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing, and you've got to realize that. Hey, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I, my life's. I've got too far to go on this next journey to carry all that shit in my bag. And I got to re- I got to unpack it. And I got to and I got to give I got to show myself some grace and I've got to show other people some grace. But the other thing that I talk about in forgiveness is people get so they 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 feel they just carry this resentment around and anger for what some, they feel like somebody did to them. And 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 what's important about that is there's a the payoff you get when you're mad at somebody, it makes you feel better for a short period of time because you feel right. Yeah. And even though you couldn't have you couldn't control the outcome, feeling right just makes you feel better. But it doesn't make you live better. It it, it kind of grows in, mm-hmm. in, in, in your chest and it never goes away. And 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 we, I talk a lot about you have to take anger and find a way. The strategy I tell people in the book is if you're angry at anything or anybody in particular try to feel sorry for them instead of anger. Because mm-hmm. if you can find a way to feel sorry for somebody for being a jerk, that maybe they didn't have the background that you did. Maybe they didn't have parents that cared for them as much. Maybe they just aren't as evolved. They aren't as emotionally competent as you are, mm-hmm. or, or their emotional intelligence just isn't in play. And just start finding reasons to feel sorry for them. It's amazing how you, the anger just goes away and you just go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give them some grace because they obviously don't have the tools I have. And for me to worry about that, it's just not something that that's going to serve me well with where I want to go. Wow. 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 Folks, look, I mean, you're listening to the VIP show. I'm your host, Rosario Stimonio. You're listening to the great Sean Rawls, the author of Effortless, 18 F words to reframe and repurpose your life. These are, these are live. Real, real, real life experiences. Folks, if you don't go get this book, man, I don't know what, you, what you're thinking, what you're doing. And I mean that respectfully. Sean, where can people go find you? Where can people interact with you? Where can people go find the book? So I'm on Instagram uh, at the Sean Rawls and uh, I'm on Facebook and I have a website. It's uh, SeanRawls.com and spelled just like it is on the screen, um, SeanRawls.com. And uh, that's that's where you can find me most. But the book is available for sale on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's on Audible. If you don't want to read it and you want me to read it to you, 
I can just download Audible and I'll read you my book personally. Very cool. Very cool. Before I let you go, um, any any fun projects, anything new that you got going on in 2022? Man, we're moving next week. That's a huge problem. Where are you moving to? We're moving about 10 minutes up the road. We were trying to figure, you know, we own a lot of real estate being in the real estate world. And we were having a discussion around how do we get some of this equity out of these properties? What's the yeah. best way to tap into it? And is there a property we should sell? And, you know, we make money on most of our properties. So we looked at it and thought, we've got a lot of equity in our home. Maybe we should just sell the home that we live in. So we, you talk about manifestation. We, we, we said it. Uh, we went, we, houses find us. We don't find houses. That's, that's, we figured, we figured that out a long time ago. Uh-huh. So we, we, we poked around the neighborhood, found one house, looked at it, made an offer, went under contract. And then we had to go back and put our house on the market and close. And so we're moving next week. Wow. So man, that's, that's exciting. My big, that's my big project at the moment. I'll tell you, it's like <laughs> your, it's like your baby being born on Monday. That's your that's big right. <laughs> talk talk that's about big, big projects. Project. That's amazing, brother. Many blessings to you, to your wife, to your family. Uh, may this new home, you know, continue to give you the amazing energy, man, that you that you possess. Um, I t- I'm telling you, folks, Sean's an, an amazing guy, man. And go read his book. Uh, you won't regret it. Sean, we look forward to having you back in the VIP show, man. Hey, dude, I'm looking forward to it. And it's always good to talk to you. And I can't wait to see you live in Miami in the fall. That's right, folks. Let me just say this before I let you go. Sean will be live at the VIP Mastermind 2022. Actually, I'm going to tell you all the dates right now. It is Friday, Friday, August 26th, folks. Friday, August 26th, live in Miami. Cannot share a whole lot of details, but I can tell you, Sean's going to be one of our main speakers. I'll tell you that. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Looking forward to seeing you soon, okay? Hey, man, take care of yourself. God, God bless you with that child coming, buddy. Thank you, brother.